Hi folks, it's me, Ben, and I need to tell you about the Comedy Bang Bang program, which starts tomorrow, Friday, June 8th, at 10 p.m., 9 central, on IFC. Uh, Comedy Bang Bang is an awesome show from Scott Ackerman, who first created the Comedy Bang Bang podcast, and now he's got a show on IFC, which starts tomorrow. Uh, it's just an absurd half-hour comedy show. It's sort of a talk show, but not really. Uh... Reggie Watts is the amazing Reggie Watts is the uh, entire band, which if you haven't seen Reggie, you should check this out. Uh, you can also see stuff on ifc.com, which are some outtakes and like Reggie did some stuff. It's really cool. Um, Scott has all kinds of guests that you as a podcast fan will love because you've heard them on other podcasts like Zach Galifianakis, Will Forte, um, Amy Poehler, Gillian Jacobs. Uh, Tom Lennon, Andy Daly, who is always awesome. It, it is a sincerely funny show. It's been up on ifc.com for a while, uh, but the big TV premiere is tomorrow. That's Comedy Bang Bang, Friday, June 8th, 10 p.m., 9 central, on IFC. You won't be sorry. Uh, and now, here's our podcast. Now entering Nerdist.com. It's the Nerdist Writers Panel on the Nerdist Podcast Channel. Ben Blacker talking writing with writers. Writers talking writing can get pretty exciting. The talk can be enlightening. It's very rarely frightening. Ben Blacker talking writing with writers. Welcome to the Nerdist Writers Panel Series, an informal chat about writing and the business and process of writing. Each and every panel benefits A26LA, the national nonprofit tutoring program. For more information on A26LA, visit A26LA.org. I'm your moderator, Ben Blacker. Follow me on Twitter, at Ben Blacker. I'm the co-creator of the Thrilling Adventure Hour stage program in the style of old-time radio, available as a podcast on iTunes and via Nerdist.com. Uh, I've written for the series Super Ninjas and Supernatural. Yeah, so let's let's jump in. I'm thrilled to have in the studio uh, Josh Friedman, Andrew Miller, and Alexa Young. Thank you guys for being here. Say hello. 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 <laughs> Say hello, you're Josh. Hello, I'm Josh. That's better. That's better. <laughs> At I'm, least for you two. I'm Andrew. And I'm Alexa. You're the lady. I'm the lady. A real lady. Um, <laughs> let's talk about, um, we're here to talk about pilot season. And staffing season, I thought you three would be terrific representatives to talk about this this year. Um, it was a brutal one. <laughs> it was a brutal one for a lot of us. Perfect for it. How, yeah. t- tell me what that's why we mean. have the time to do this. <laughs> yeah, How, brutal in what way? Uh, well, I, I don't want to get too much into my uh, perspective, but you know, we Ben and I were coming off of Supernatural, mm-hmm. and uh, it was tough to just get a meeting this year. You know, I think it was more competitive than ever, even though there seemed to be a lot of a lot more pilots than usual. Uh, there were a lot more high-quality ones. Yours among them, Josh. Thank you. Um, but it was it was really it was tough to get read. It was tough to get meetings. Um, how did you guys find this year? You know, just in a couple of words, and then we'll kind of dig in uh, deeper. But Josh, let's start with you. I mean, how did I find it in the sense of my experience? Was yeah. My, well, my my experience was fairly brutal. Yeah. I mean, you I mean but I mean. It, it, in the sense that my pilot didn't get picked up, I mean, and that that makes my experience universal to all who, <laughs> who didn't get a pilot picked up. Um, you know, it's 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 great until it's not. I mean, it's like the yeah. thing everyone is at some point in their life. Everybody is ten minutes from dying, and they don't know it probably. And I think that you, you know, it'll happen. And so I just, 
you know, you make it, you do the best you can. And then, yeah, it was brutal. It was a, it was a brutal year. I mean, I, I did mine at 20th uh, mm-hmm. through 20th. They got no dramas picked up. Yeah. It's uh, crazy. So it, it's a, yeah, you know, and, <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, I thought we did it really, I thought we made a nice pilot. You know? Yeah. I thought it, I think it should be on the air, but <laughs> so. Well, well, we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, Andrew, tell us where you were at the end of last season and going into this season. I had a show canceled at the end of the season. Um, brutal in the sense that for most of the year, I thought it wouldn't get canceled. And <laughs> up until the last minute, thought that. And then I was 10 minutes away from not knowing I was dead. Oh, my God. Um, and uh, so it was brutal in that sense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's brutal and enough. And again, we'll, we'll, yeah, that's pretty brutal. We'll get into details. Uh, Alexa, where were you last season? You worked on a couple of shows, didn't yeah. you, over the course of the past year? Yeah. Um, uh, yes. I'm, I have a deal at NBC. So I was initially at Free Agents, which right. was went down quickly. <laughs> and then I was running BFF, which was the Jessica St. Clair Lennon Parm show. Which which, was such a good show. Which we really had a great time on and were so excited about. And I actually believe the network was very behind it. Hmm. um, But because of, you know, the, I mean, what what, what has been said to me is that the network and, and by directly by people who run it is that they are not in a position to be able to take risks on something that did not get good ratings. Hmm. And because it does not have known stars or a high concept, it would be a difficult sell. And I think that the, I, I know that the network believed in it and believes in it, but mm-hmm. um, because of where they are, there just was no way to uh, say, fuck everyone, we're putting it on the fall schedule. <laughs> so. Um, wow. But it was um, it was really sad, you know, and we were really hoping there would be a longer life to it, and um, so it was, uh, uh, yeah. So. so so when did you hear that it wasn't coming back? I knew it would <laughs> not come back after the second airing. Yeah. The numbers you knew were for sure. I knew in my heart. Mm. Um, yeah, I, th- and I think I the writing was pretty ho- on the wall. Hoping that something would happen, and those girls. They worked their butts off putting it out there. They went on every show and podcast and did so much, you know, legwork to try to... And there is a really, like, lovely active fan base. It's just, you know, there was... They only got to watch four episodes, you know, until the last two. So, um, so... Yeah, so I knew. That so that was pretty early on because it, it premiered when, like April? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you had a couple of months to kind of wrap your head about what the next season would bring. Uh, uh, for you, mean, you personally. Oh, for me? No, it actually all happened really fast for me oh, really? because I was going to, I was sort of um, hoping to just um, be a co EP or supervising, I mean, you know, a consulting producer somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then very suddenly there was this need on Save Me, which is the Anne Hayes show. Right. So um, that happened pretty quickly. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I thought you were sort of in limbo for no, a No, I'm running that, which is right. starting soon. So I just went through staffing and mm-hmm. all that. So there's right. one of us here is actually yeah. employed. It's yeah, nice because I thought this was going to be the darkest <laughs> no, like, podcast <laughs> ever. That's why just... I was... It's that's still, why I, it still oh, it can be. be. Oh, no. oh, it will be. <laughs> it will be. So that's why I planned it around Alexa's schedule. <laughs> I wanted no, no, a little no, bit no, of no, a happy no, ending no. here. We were like, hey, whenever you need us. <laughs> what does do schedule mean? Do you want us to open the store? Well, let's talk about Secret Circle for a minute. You know, and we're sort of jumping ahead, but 
what, at what point did you guys know that you weren't coming back? I, I haven't even aired the podcast, the live podcast that you did, <laughs> uh, which we just recorded like a month ago, a month mm-hmm. and a half ago when everything seemed fine. I was feeling fairly positive at that point yeah. in time. Um, we, we, I mean, again, I think the writing a little bit was on the wall. The last few episodes we had dipped a little bit um, and there was some concern we were starting to hear some concern, but we were still a f- fairly highly rated show on CW, yeah. second mm-hmm. only to Vampire Diaries, really, overall for the season. So it just felt like, well, you know, they can't get rid of all their returning shows. And then absolutely they did. So, <laughs> uh, they, they had a, lo- a, a, a strong development season, as they yeah. said to us. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think Mark Padowitz was excited about all the shows that he had brought on when he came to the CW and... Um, Oh, and Secret Circle was not one of those. No, okay. Secret Circle was, he, he, it was just, pre-existing. Yeah, it's sort of in the transition okay. transitional period. So, uh, but I was, I was casually meeting on other shows for kicks, <laughs> and then saw on Twitter that it had been canceled. That's crazy. Uh, saw I, th- that's not true. In, in terms of brutal, I was literally sitting in a waiting room and saw on Twitter that it had been picked up. Mm. What? And then uh, <laughs> and started calling around, and then oh. five seven minutes that felt like an eternity saw a retraction from Entertainment oh. Weekly saying no 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 oh it was not gosh. picked up we forgot that oh, uh, and then literally they're like you want to come in and meet a I was like okay oh more than anything I do yeah. uh, I so- actually just saw I just want to interject that uh, you know because we were staffing for this show. There was that thing where the pilots are down. Let's try to get the people whose pilots were just destroyed. Mm-hmm. And we saw a couple of people who were so sad. And I Aww. just felt like, you know, and, and it could it has been me, but it was just like, of course you don't want to meet on a pilot. You were running your own show until 48 hours ago and mm-hmm. that you put years of your life into. And so. <laughs> and again, I feel like this was sort of an unusual year uh, in that a lot of these pilots felt... A little more personal, a little more lived with, a little more hard worked. You know, they weren't as cynical, I think, as they've mm. been in years past. And a lot of those were the shows that were not picked up. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of your show, Josh, but also Bill Lawrence's show, which yeah. was a personal show. Yeah. And you know, there were a handful of others that great care and love was obviously put into them. And like to go in and have to go meet on a a new pilot. As exciting as that might be in other circumstances, has to be rough. Um, but I want to go back to. Uh, Andrew, sitting in that room, finding out that your show is not picked up, what do you do after that? I texted my wife, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> don't buy the house. Uh, um, I, well, as it happens, I had two meetings that day. And the second one, I was waiting in the waiting room while they were getting a call saying their show wasn't picked up. Oh, my God. Which uh, oh, sounds so, like margarita time. <laughs> yeah, me. seriously. No, so they, I w- literally walked in and they said, "We're so sorry. You're not going to believe this, but we were just on the phone with ABC and our show. We just found out our show didn't go. So sorry if we're a little off." And I said, <laughs> "You know, half an hour ago, I found out my show didn't go. So do you want to <laughs> you want to grab a drink?" Yeah. <laughs> um, I I yeah I I was in I I was in shock. I mean, I think there's no. I was surprised, and then I started calling around the producers, and then I quickly started calling actors. It, it's a mm-hmm. weird thing also because of this Twitter business that it's just so fast. 
yeah. that I just felt like I wanted to talk to the actors as soon as possible. Mm. And then I started, I was walking to my meeting, you know, composing emails to, you know, some of our crew and, and just to try to get, not ahead of it, but at least to be responsible, you know. Yeah. It just felt like if I could help someone else's experience. That's the, you, yeah. I mean, that's the, I mean, you know, after I found out that the pilot, you didn't get picked up. It's like, you're like, all right, I'm going to go call Ellie Larder now, yeah. you know, and then I'm, you know, going to call Bradley Whitford. And then I went like, you're <laughs> like, uh, you know, and like, and frankly, when you pick up, you call them and if they have already heard, there's a little bit of relief. Like you feel like I called them as fast as I could. So I didn't, but I don't have to break the news. Right. Like, so, you know, for a couple of them, I had to break the news and Oof. it's just, you know, I mean, it's not fun, you know, to, no. to cause that, you know, that's their, that was their big, how, I'm curious, how do they, I mean, for both of you guys, and Alexa, you've been in this situation too, but how do these, the people on the other end of the phone take it? I mean, they're all professionals, right? Uh, but a question that's come up a lot when I said I was meeting to talk about pilot season is, how do you deal with the ups and downs of this stuff? But, you know, before we talk about how you guys deal with it, how do the people who worked for you deal with it when you have to make that call? You know, I, I don't know how they, I, I mean, honestly... It, for some of them, it depends. I mean, you know, for like, I mean, Allie took it really well. I mean, she's a very competitive, intense person, you know, and this was a huge part for her. Hmm. And it was the first thing she had done in 15 months since she'd had her baby, you know, I mean, and so it was a big deal for her. And I, so, you know, I mean, she and I just sort of commiserate. I mean, there's nothing else you can yeah. do except say, oh, fuck, yeah. you know, and then I think there's a, and this I think is universal, there's a quest for reasons why that uh, honestly, you know, you can, I've learned, you know, you can get, you'll get 10 different reasons why if you talk to 10 different executives, if there were 10 different executives, thank <laughs> God there's not. But, uh, so it's almost like you're trying to answer this for people. And the reality is it's a, it's something larger than that. You know, I mean, and you usually can't, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I was very fortunate in that I knew for a fact that my cast had been like, Everyone loved their performances. Like That's I did, great. I knew it wasn't like oh they had a problem with the lead or whatever. I mean, it was really a problem with me. Yeah. So I, was, <laughs> I felt better about that. But it, but you good can't, news and bad news. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you can't even put it on you. Every no, I'll tell you, like no. Ben and I, we took all the executive meetings, and everybody said like this is this is the pilot to beat this year. You know, we met at Fox a bunch of times, and we met at uh, well, and uh, they did, and <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But it was, I mean, it was the kind of script that Acker's reaction was he would read a whole season of those scripts. I think he said that to you, you know, and so you can't, you can't put it on you or, no, you know, no, just, there's always, there are always reasons, right? I mean, they have reasons that have nothing to do with the writers, the actors, whatever. You know, it my agent once said to me, I have actually not had a pilot shot, so... Um, I've, really? I've not written as many as most people in the world have, and I've and the ones I've written I've really cared about, but they are almost always difficult in some way. Like, hmm. the thing that's attractive to me is what makes it impossible to put on the air, ultimately. So Can I you... have to, like, take responsibility for that, in a way. <laughs> um, but talk about what that might be, because I think that's uh, often instructive. Well... 
don't do pilots about um, race, uh, social class, <laughs> um, uh, homosexuality. Um, what else have I been interested in? Um, oh, I did a pilot uh, about people who worked in a biblical theme park. That's not a good one. That's awesome. Um, so anyway, How but does you know that what? Not I don't. The but, <laughs> but I did. I have. To, I will also say that I'm really proud of them. I'm glad that something that I didn't care about. Got, has never gotten on the air, and I had to mm. run it at four in the morning. So, um, but one one after one devastating, you know, thing that was going and then didn't. Um, I think I burst into tears when my agent called and she said, um, she said, you know, honey, you guys, when you write these, you care and you put your heart into it, and you you need to believe that there's a cause and effect. But I'll tell you, I'm at the gambling tables every day, and it's just gambling. Like and and in a weird way that was helpful to me to sort of, you know, we're not going to stop caring about them because it's what we do. But at the same time, like it's it's a crapshoot. Yeah. And so I guess sort of that that's reframed my thinking a little bit. You know, I also think that actors. I won't speak for you, but I, I feel that I'm both delusional and cynical. <laughs> so on one hand, you, I'm quick to believe any good news whether despite (laughs) refusing to believe any good news so i think actors similarly have to deal with so much rejection up until they get that pilot that you go of course it's going to go and then why would i ever think it's going to go like Mm -hmm. it's and then i think the five stages of mourning apply to all these kinds of situations and you sort of go through one by one like anger and denial and and so my phone calls depending on what stage you get like I talked to Brit and she, her mother had already told her because she had seen it on Twitter. So oh, she was in, you know, she wasn't quite at acceptance, but she was. And, and then some people were like, you know, looking for answers and looking for someone to blame. And some people were, you know, so I I think you you just necessarily go through those stages. Mm-hmm. And the cr- the crew guys that I spoke to were just much more about like, I got to get. You know, I'm moving on to the next job. I was on another show last year, and fuck you, Miller, and <laughs> I'm going to find another show next year. You know, and I'm I'm on my way. I, I mean, I think that crushing disappointment is the price of success. I mean, I, I think that I keep saying my kind of glib answer always is: we're in the business of not getting pilots picked up. Like mm-hmm. a good chunk mm-hmm. of my job mm-hmm. is to not get pilots picked up. Right. That's yeah. And That's so accurate. on the sometimes they do. <laughs> but, you know, most of the time they don't. Like, it's like this stupid baseball analogy. You know, if you bat 300, you go to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, some people, you know, but you always focus on the people who seem to be batting 700. And you forget about the people who are, like, below the Mendoza line to get really arcanely. That was pretty neat, wasn't it? That's great. But, you know, but that's the job. You know, I mean, that's the job is, you know, yeah. and I and I, you know, two years in a row now, I mean, I've made. I've made shows that are as good as anything I've ever done. And I I mean, I'm proud of them and you know, they're not on the air. There's nothing, you know, I mean, I can uh, sit back and reflect and try to think, are there things about them that are kind of like, as they say, a barrier to entry? Yeah. That's Uh, what I do right here. Religious theme parks. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, it's, it's, it's a fair, it's a fair thing to kind of like, I was about to use another sports analogy. I won't, but um, (laughs) You know, it's a fair thing to look at yourself and look at your work and try to and look at what's out there and try to see you know what what 
if there's if there's anything that you can come to, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and, and most of the time there's not, but it's yeah. it's a you got time to look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't really game the system. No, uh, you know, much as you try, you know, much as you can try to guess what people are going to want, what the network's going to want. Uh, so I guess it is that thing we keep coming back to on these panels, which is do the thing you care about. Uh, our agents did tell us recently, and this this did put things in perspective as far as creating a product. See how cynical I am? <laughs> product. <laughs> <laughs> or art product. Um, but they said, you know, it should be 85% familiar and 15% new. And they said, you guys keep doing 85% new. <laughs> uh, but I thought, you know, that, that helped me to realize this is the kind of thing... But I don't, that I can wrap my head but around. But I would say that's not true for actually putting staffs together at all. I think, I don't know how you guys feel, but I really feel like when I see, you know, interior dining room, Bob, you mm-hmm. know, a tousled, you know, divorced dad, flip-flops through the kitchen and, you know, it, you know, she's cute and doesn't know it. It's This oh, year wow. it's Aubrey Plaza. It used to be Janine Garofalo type. But but anyway, like, I just want to tr- throw up and sh- turn the page over because yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's, it's, I mean, ironically, the pilots that I can't get made are the ones that get me jobs on shows. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. they're, you know, it's like they serve a different function. But I know when I'm reading, I want. I don't want the eighty-five percent. Yeah, oh, certainly in staffing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we—I remember we talked about that. I, I don't. Frankly, I only enjoy reading staff writer uh, things because mm-hmm. those are the crazy ass fucking scripts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those are the scripts that those people had an idea that got them an agent, and so and and got them attention. And I want to read that script. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I mean, I was staffing. I just used air quotes, but I was, <laughs> you know, I was staffing. I mean, I, I knew there was a good chance my show wasn't going. Mm-hmm. And yet I still had like eight staffing meetings to take, like in like a two-day period when I oh knew I was pretty much dead, but I hadn't mm. been officially dead. Um, and, you know, the ones you're excited about are still the young people. But, hmm. I mean, this in this case, like I, I had such a good idea, certainly like the last day, and I had five meetings to go through, and I knew I was muerta. <laughs> and I, I mean, and I, every writer who came in, I told them. <laughs> I said, look, thank you for coming in here. Here's what I want you to know. I think the show's not getting picked up. I don't want on Friday when I find out officially and you read it, you know, on deadline to think, oh, what a moron that guy was sitting there with like that <laughs> look in his eye like he's going to have a show. No. So naive. No, that I'm pretty sure I'm not going to have a show. Given that. Maybe you can use this to get some new meetings. Yes. I was like, yeah, given that, why don't I said, I like your work. You like my work. Let's have a nice hour of conversation. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe for the future, you know, and everyone's like. Oh yeah, that's cool. <laughs> no, you know. I mean, what else can you do? Absolutely. Did you, uh, Andrew, have to take staffing meetings? Were you filling in staff? We or do you wait for the pickup? We were. I mean, there there are two things I should have seen coming. One, and I, I hope you don't take offense to this. I'm looking at Josh. That I, I said at one point, we our 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 finale aired the day before we found out. So it was all kind oh, of right. crunched together, but. I was there. There was no one left in the office, and and I was like locking the finale, and just there were two, an assistant and a PA, and I walked from the editing room into our offices, and there were two people standing there, and I said, "Oh, hey," and and they said, "Oh, this is so and so from Warner Brothers," 
and this is the building person. Oh, yeah. And I said, I said, you're kidding me. And then they're like, no, 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 no. It's this, this, this. And they walked away. And I turned to my assistant. And I said, w- I just got Friedman. <laughs> and he, he said, what do you mean? I said, there's this story. I said, I can't. And I literally, I, I like flash back through your whole blog. And, and I was like, this is it. This is the sign that. And then I was like, no. And then I did the delusional thing. I was like, no, that's not going to happen. No one's going to do that. I'm sure they really were just measuring for some other office or something. So I should have known them, but we no. were holding off a little bit. So it, and I don't take offense. In fact, I got Friedman yesterday. <laughs> I did. Uh, my office by the 1600 pen people. No, oh, it was like. They're like, oh, look, hey, it's Port, it's, it's, you know, Wise Port and Wise, whatever, they're Portman and Wise, I don't know, Joe and Joe. I'm like, hey, they're like, hey. I'm like, how are you? I'm like, it's got its own bathroom. They're like, oh, great, I mean, we're just, I'm like, I know what you're doing. Oh, my God. Well, we had the, um, at BFF, we had the free agents um, dry erase boards, which are really old, by the way, and I kept saying while we were running the room, I was like, if we get picked up, I am getting some new fucking erase boards because I couldn't it had all the like pentimento of every everything we had tried to break for free agents including like little drawings and stuff and then the room there was like let's just clean these and I was like "Eh, I can't do it (laughs) so but it'll never come out yeah but I think there were like five shows on it you know that had all been the board of failure. The board of going failure. Going from room exactly. to room. Exactly. Uh, but you you got to be on the, the nice end of staffing this year where you actually got to hire some people, right? Yeah, yeah. That's great. No. Uh, did you... I just I mean, walked into it. I didn't do anything. I didn't, like, write the pilot or right. make it... That, that still counts. I'm just... They came looking for you. That's really tree. nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no. But you, well, you were in on the hiring, yeah, too, right? Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, I would imagine... I mean, I was saying earlier how competitive this year was... Could you feel that in these meetings? I mean, what you were hiring all levels, I imagine. At the yeah. Show. Uh, was there that <laughs> desperation? Well, I really agree that things have changed. I mean, there are just left jobs on staffs. Like the budgets are, you know, like at, at BFF we had like three people on staff and one consultant, and wow. that was it. You know, and actually they're they're being quite generous with this particular show. So I've been That's like. Great whoa, I don't want the room to get too big. But at the same time, it's so nice to be able to have bodies and minds. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it is, it was really, I mean, I literally did tumble into it too. So mm-hmm. usually I like to really be able to read whole scripts and, you know, do some intel and stuff. And this was a little bit like a flood. And then because the show was originally um, going to be on in the, in uh, August for September and mm-hmm. then was moved to mid-season the day of the upfronts all the all those you know folks who were so psyched to meet with us were like mm, not so much we like that monkey we want that monkey oh, so um, yeah uh, monkey and Whitney they took yeah. everybody this year but um, no no uh, offense Robbie or Whitney um, but anyway so um, so then it was a kind of a different scramble and to me I don't know if you guys feel this like the pieces are about people you love that the network will approve mm-hmm. and that the studio will approve and um, it's often unclear who that is and so that's a little elusive often to me mm-hmm. um, and you know usually if there's some huge difference in opinion you can like get underneath it or try to sort of get into it mm-hmm. but um, but I do think it's the kind of 
like a confluence of those of your team and those two entities all agreeing to find you know the per and that's always been the case though I don't think sure. that's new but but I think to your point I didn't go through this myself but a lot of people from our staff were calling to calling me to to call people mm-hmm. on their behalf mm-hmm. and there were two very odd things one was they were asking to make the me to make those calls before they met like that they couldn't yeah. get in anywhere mm-hmm. it wasn't a follow-up call to say, I know you met with so-and-so and you like them. I'm here to tell you that they're great. It was, we can't even get in. And yeah. then it felt like America, which was there was no middle class, that mm-hmm. people would say, I would talk to show owners and they say, well, I'm really just doing three upper level and like a, you know, a, a, like a staff writer, one yeah. or maybe two, that there was no middle. Yeah, often that the it, diversity or, or yeah, these free or hires. that we our budgets less, so we're just we've got three co-execs and that's it. Right. And then right, right. anyone who like we had a normal staff, so there were a lot of people in the middle that were like, well, I can drop down to st- you know what am I going to do? Okay. So I, I think maybe it was just that 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 that's, there may be more shows, but it feels like the staffs were last year. I was like, oh, this is so cool. We can divide the room into two. And then I don't know, you know, no one's doing that. Or at least not the shows that I knew about this year. Yeah. Uh, and Alexa, you and I had talked about this early on because I had I had, m- had to make that call to you mm-hmm, to say, mm-hmm. do you know anyone on this staff? Can you put in a call yeah. for us? And those calls, those favors had to come early this year. It yeah. was not after the meeting, but just to get read, mm-hmm. just to make sure you get to the top of the pile or not overlooked. Right. No, and I contacted a lot more people on people's behalves that I don't know. Do you know? (laughs) Like sort of cold, like can you, you don't know me, but I love this writer. Yeah, that's great. No. So, but I mean, it happened all, my Facebook page became like, you know, great, wonderful writers recommending folks they'd worked with, um, you know, because yeah, I think that is really different. Yeah. It it takes a lot. I mean, I, I think the day that my show I didn't get picked up. Maybe for whatever reason, some friend of mine who, who show did get picked up, not necessarily instead of mine, but on the same <laughs> network in one of the two slots, like emailed me asking me recommendations on a writer I had worked with and, but, and didn't say, Oh, I'm sorry. Like had no, either didn't know, or was like pretending not didn't to care. know that my show wow. didn't hear that my show. And then, and then it was literally like, it, like I had a couple emails went by and then he's like, Oh, what's going on with your show? No. <laughs> yeah. Like two emails. And I was like, that's bad manner. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, mine. I mean, the one that you've been in competition with for six months. Yeah, it didn't get picked up. Are you unaware of that? Yeah, that's uh, bizarre. I I started feeling like I get so attached to the writers that I meet, mm. and I'm imagining like this you know fantasy version of like with a perfect writing staff mm-hmm. that I just I. The ones that I love, I just love. Like, mm-hmm. and I, and for me, in a weird way, it becomes the most heartbreaking part of it. Like, you're meeting these fantastic people, and then you're like, "Oh, I'm not going to get. Oh, they're going to go off on uh, mm-hmm. whatever." And I, I went so far as to recommend um, a number of writers to people who I hadn't worked with, but I had met and mm-hmm. read. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, they're like, "Well, what do you think of this person?" I said, "Well, that person's great," but I said, "But I also just read this person, this person, and this person. Oh, wow. I met with them; they were fantastic. I would have." Hired them if I could. You should bring them in if you haven't brought them mm-hmm. in or read them if you haven't read them. I, I've never worked with them, but I've spent 
two hours with them and I read their script or whatever mm -hmm. because I just start feeling so attached yeah. to them. And and also, frankly, at that point, it's sort of like in the first date mode where they haven't disappointed you yet, you know, on the staff. So I mean, like, everyone's perfect, you know. Yeah, you come off the best in those meetings. If you come off well at all, then it's yeah. uh, it's a lovely meeting. Yeah, as Jane Espenson said, it's the pants exactly. meeting, you know. It's like, yeah. are you wearing pants? You're hired. <laughs> really? Because I'm, I'm much meaner than that in those meetings. Are you? Yeah, really? I really care a lot. I, I really do. I mean, obviously, like, if somebody's writing isn't interesting, you would hope not to have to meet with them. But, right. man, the chemistry in a room yeah. is no, no, so... It, I, like, I, I do, I just feel like I just sit there and pretend I'm Deanna Troy because I'm like, are you going to drive me crazy? Are you going to be yeah. mean to me? Mm. Are you going to be political? Are you going to be like phoning in? How, how do you how do you poke them? Like I can't imagine you, you being mean. Tell, you, know. Know. you can tell if they're crazy. No, no, no one's really? as nice as I pretend to be, as my husband often says to me. But um, no, you can just really learn a lot about somebody just from the way they talk to you and the way they talk about the project. And we had kind of a, a funny thing too because you know this show is very different and it is not a classic comedy but it's very much you know meaning to be that and that's what the network wants for it and but so the sort of hard funny people that the network was really wanting us to make sure we were seeing are not really the kind of people that would co you know cotton to this kind of a show so hmm. there was a sort of parade of disdain um, <laughs> so we always felt like and it was usually men and I, I understand like, sitcom veterans well yeah some and just yeah like whatever um, but but it was definitely noticeable outward disdain um, things like, um, you know what it is when you say, how do you feel about the, what, did, what do you think of the pilot? And they go, where did you shoot it? <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, I was going to ask you guys about these, <laughs> these tells, uh, you know, for we writers who are going in to perhaps get hired by you. What are the, what are the answers that you go, uh-huh, those guys full of shit? That was a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. <laughs> do you have, Anna, uh... I don't know that I could specifically say. I mean, I, for me, it is. It's a chemistry thing. And I don't mm -hmm. know about everybody else, but I, I mean, this is a probably, a, maybe this is a bad thing to say, but I would rather have somebody, like, I would, if there's an A writer who I think is going to annoy me and a B writer who I think is going to be great in the room, I'm going to hire the B writer. Totally. Mm -hmm. Both, uh, every time. Totally. I mean, it's just, it's, and again, they've already met, their writing has already met the task to get in the room. So it's not, it's just relative to somebody else. But if I think that person is going to be difficult or a pain in the butt or, I mean, the, to me, the room and is more important than the draft. That's great. Because I'm going to rewrite you. <laughs> and I already think I'm a better writer than you. <laughs> so I don't really care. Like, I mean, I care, I want, mm -hmm. but I care about, I want to hear great ideas from you. Yeah. That's where I'm, when I'm tired and I walk in at 10 o'clock in the morning, I want to see, I want your fucking energy and I want you to think of something that makes me happy, you know? Mm -hmm. And if that happens, you're worth whatever we pay you. Mm -hmm. You know, if you sit around in the room and you drag the room down and you ask too many questions and don't give any answers and say no all the time, and then you like, and it takes me twice as long to break your story because you're a pain in the ass, but then you write a fantastic draft. I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. Like you're not coming back, you know? Yeah. So it's like, that's what you're looking, you're looking for. That you're looking for it, you are, you're building a team, but that team is really, at least because I'm a room intensive kind of showrunner, it's mm -hmm. about the room mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. chemistry more than it is about what yeah. you do once you go home, right? Mm -hmm. And also for me, because I, I like to run a room that you know, empower if, if it's the right chemistry, then you can. You can create a room that empowers everybody who's in it, no matter what their title, to be you know viable contributors. And the more they can do, the more I want them to do. Mm -hmm. Like I enjoy the delegation, and and I'll rewrite for sure. But 
only if I have to, I'd be thrilled to have somebody take their draft all the way through. Like, you know, I mean, obviously you want the voice to yeah. be consistent, mm-hmm. but so, so then, then it becomes like a team. You really are like, I mean, I'm somebody that will come back and say from after a network read, like, you know what? Okay. Here are the notes from the network. Um, let's sit down. Let's sort it out. Like I'm not, there's a lot with of trans- the room Yes. The yes. Rhino. I mean, in some circumstances, no, depending on how the room's working and where everybody is mm-hmm. and how hysterical everyone is. But, um, I sort of need that group as a as a you know to be support in every possible way. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think I care way more about it than I mean no offense to directors but like you know from to do what we do you got to have the right room. Sure. Sure. Uh yeah, I mean it, it, it's what we kind of come back to all the time is it is so collaborative and you know the best shows are a group mind kind of led by one strong one, you know. But that's why it's interesting on you know, you were talking before uh, certain shows that have no room or mm-hmm. or a, a tiny. I don't know what the methodology there is because it's all <laughs> it's all like free agents in their own cells anyway. It it feels like in what you're describing, it's it's so in, there's so much time. Like that's where you can waste. It's it feels to me it's, it takes less time to do a voice pass than it does to re-break an episode. That's that's my feeling, and my feeling is. Like, I was just on The Finder. When I was on The Finder consulting, Hart Hansen, he's, first of all, he's running two shows. So, you know, and he's got Steve Nathan over on Bones, and that show's been running, and it runs very well. But Hart still does the passes of all those things. Mm-hmm. Hart's favorite thing to do is to sit at his desk and write. Mm-hmm. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to dick around. But he doesn't He doesn't really yeah, come yeah. to the room. Like, right. that's not his thing. He's got people who run the room. You know, he's weighing in on every outline or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. But it, when that script comes to him, he'll re-break it. He will break it and redo really? it and re i mean the changes that he will make just because he gets inspired by something and he's not he's not afraid to do that so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're you're providing him like mm-hmm. stuff right but i was like the opposite to me it was like i was in the room for every beat that was broken on sarah connor i was going to be there i was going to sign off on every beat so that when i sat down to do my pass i'm going to just take it through like i, I don't have to change the. i'm like that mm-hmm. outline is my outline i mean it's mm-hmm. all of our outlines right, right but it doesn't surprise me i'm not surprised to see those scenes i know what those scenes are it becomes mm-hmm. more of a polish on your end yeah it becomes more of a polish or trying to fix a problem that you now see or whatever it is mm-hmm. yeah but it's a much smaller the, yeah it's a much smaller pass than like what Hart would do on that i mean and i wow. was just stunned by his ability and kind of joy in and he was very upfront about it and he was very nice about it and he was very complimentary to people in terms of their work but it was like He's going to do what he's going to do, and mm-hmm. he was—that's just what he wanted, hmm. you know. And so, you know, it, but yeah, I couldn't. That just I seems like so much work. I would like, be overwhelmed. Like Twenty-two that. times yeah. of that, yeah. you just want to blow your brains out. I would have. I would have cried. <laughs> <laughs> but it does seem like. Uh, I mean, one of the nice things for me is that I've been on in drama rooms and comedy rooms, and there are some. I mean, I I am not a fan of the twenty-four-seven comedy room. Like mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I'm I I also like to be able to have time with the script that is you know private and i feel like it would be good for all the staff writers and everybody on staff to have that too to feel like there there's ownership and so i I sort of like to mix it up so that it's you know it changes depending on where you are in the season and Mm -hmm. what the needs are Mm because uh take uh i want to step back for a little bit and um alexa you're probably the best one to answer this since you have had both that comedy and drama experience in a range of different shows too um but can you take our listeners through what kind of a typical uh pilot and staffing season is for someone who is not a creator 
pilot, you know, especially for maybe a low a low level writer. Um, well, are, is this is this is said um, low level writer mm-hmm. a writer of a pilot or just um, no? I think of, someone who's trying to get a job on uh, one see. of the new shows. Okay, you know, like so when uh-huh. when or we can we should actually start with Josh because yeah, you had yeah, a, you just did it. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> yes, I did. You just yes, had a pilot. I did. So when uh, you go through so many. Uh, hoops, I guess. <laughs> you jump through so many hoops, first in selling the idea, and then writing the pilot, and then you know, however many times you rewrite the pilot, and then uh, at what point, with the asset, for example, did you find out that the pilot was being made? I don't even. I'm so bad with dates. When is it? I mean, it's in the fall. Obviously, it's you know, you're rewriting through Thanksgiving, and mm-hmm. then you're getting picked up somewhere in. Dis- December, you start prepping in December, I think, eight, mm-hmm. eight weeks of prep, maybe. Mm-hmm. and That sounds about right. You know, right. and then shooting shooting after the new year in February, March, and posting in April. Okay. Know, and, and handing it in, in at the end of April, March, I think I handed it in May 1st, May 2nd, was mm-hmm. the final cut was due. But, I mean, your post is May, you know, April is post. Okay. So, you're, yeah, so production is mostly March, at least was. We pushed a week or two, which killed us in post a bit um Hmm. but uh you know it's it's a process from summer you know from summer to spring i mean really yeah it's a long it's a long it's a long process and it moves fast Mm -hmm. you know it moves fast uh especially like that year-long process is pretty quick in uh for network i think cable tends can can take a little longer yeah for network you're just on a i mean it's a you're on a carousel i mean it's like my show didn't get picked up. I came to work the next day and uh, had lunch with 20th and said, all right, what the fuck are we doing? And they were like, what are you doing here? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like the guy you know, who lies to his wife that he still has a job after he's been laid off. But in this case, like, I'm the one who doesn't know that he's been laid off and everybody else knows. Uh, okay, so you, you turn in late April, early May. And then the upfronts is when they announce what's being what's going to be on the fall schedule or the midseason schedule, and that's like mid-May, right? Mm-hmm. And I start reading scripts. I mean, it depends on how much time I have and what post. You know, I love reading scripts. Like I, I just, mm-hmm. I think it's fun. You know, and and so, uh, and it's a nice way to be working and you know but it's a change mm-hmm. of pace it's like just intake of information as opposed to being asked to do something mm-hmm. um so sometimes i would read them you know in post like you know when, mm-hmm. you know during editing or something mm-hmm. like that i mean that's really the only time i was awake um so you start doing that and i mean you know you're gonna read 50 to 100 you know more i mean i, I try to i've looked back through like i think on lock and key i know i mm-hmm. i hit triple digits you know and then i didn't on the asset and part of that was also i knew from the year before people that I wanted to work. There were people that from lock and key that I really loved that mm-hmm. I went back to this year. And I was like, if that person's available, I don't even need to read. I don't need to read some, you know, there are people mm-hmm. at some point where you don't need to, mm-hmm. you know, read them because you read them recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe you have a meeting just to kind of see what they, if they like, you know, if they like what you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew, when did uh, secret circle wrap production and w- what what were you doing with your life for those uh, few weeks afterwards, or months? I guess um, I'm, I'm bad with dates too. But we to work backwards. I think our last episode aired May sixth or mm-hmm. something. So I think we wrapped production April, the first week of April, and I it was surprisingly uh, intense actually that month because for one thing there was it was a, a, a heavy special effect finale, so mm-hmm. that took a lot of time, and then. 
I was trying to break season two, <laughs> so that took a bit of time. Oh. Um, so between those two things, I was it was the, the staff was gone for the most part, but uh, you know it was still pretty pretty busy. Okay. Much to my wife's dismay, as I was assuring her. This is this month is going to be easy. I'm home for regular <laughs> hours, and and it didn't turn out that way. But um, but yeah, that month was mostly gearing up for the finale, and then the possibility of a second season. Okay, so while you're gearing up for the possibility of a second season, uh, you say you did go on a few of these meetings on a lark. Uh, were you reading scripts uh, in in the meantime, seeing what's out there, seeing what you might like to be involved with? Should that arise? Yeah, I, I like reading scripts too. I was reading scripts both with an eye to be a part of and then also reading scripts of people that I, mm-hmm. you know, in, we were about to set up meetings. So okay. it was both, both sides of the script reading process. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's, it's really fun to me because no one's asking anything of you. You don't even have to give notes on this. Like it doesn't <laughs> matter. You can skip pages. You can read it quickly or slowly. Yeah. You can forget that you had it. You know, you can, you can just enjoy it. And it seemed, it's like this time of year when you can just watch pilots and it's totally. like fun TV watching. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, it was, a, it was in that sense, it was a, a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alexa, take us through, not, maybe not necessarily this year, but uh, in the past when you've been either coming off of a show that you weren't going back to or that mm-hmm. wasn't coming back and then uh, going to get staffed. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm thinking more like when you were probably a mid-level mm-hmm. writer. Can you think of any instance then? Yeah, I mean, I think it's exactly what you got. When I know I need to get a job, then I, you know, I'm really like strategic about making sure I read everything and mm-hmm. um you know I mean you go through different phases it depends what just broke your heart previously <laughs> um but um but yeah I mean I do try to be as thorough in my consi- I mean sometimes it just makes you sad to read pilots especially <laughs> if you've had one not get picked up Absolutely. but um uh actually I I, Sad or furious? <laughs> well, both. And um, this is a—I don't know if this is a good thing to tell your listeners, but um, I was once—I once a long time ago had a, a pilot. Um, that's my AIDS pilot. Don't do pilots about AIDS <laughs> comedy about AIDS. 15, over fifteen years ago, don't do it. Oh my god! Um, yeah. Uh, so, but anyway, it didn't end up being about AIDS, but it did. It did go down um, in a really unpleasant way but um but anyway so i afterwards i was upset and i had was about to have dinner with um some friends one of whom is winnie holtzman and i said yeah you know i've been watching other pilots and i've been really trying to figure out what i did wrong and what's missing and she said you've been watching pilots why would you do that and i was like "Uh, well you know and she said you don't read the trades do you and i was like well yeah and she was like oh don't do that just read a fitzgerald short story and your life will be exactly the same she's like you don't ever have to do that again and uh so i think that's kind of good advice but did you take that um not always (laughs) Yeah. I appreciate you, it. Though. Jump in. I don't, if you I mean, don't, I'm going to say. I, I, I am. I am such a masochist that I mean, I have watched <laughs> almost every single pilot that's been made. I mean, I, now and I enjoy it. I'm not going to say this. Yeah. Like it's my wife's favorite time is when I get all the screeners, and so mm. I can't disappoint her. Not that I would want to, because I enjoy it. But literally, she's like, "Did you get any screeners yet today? Did you get any screeners? Like uh, it's like crack for her. That's, so, she's not in the business. No, right? she's yeah, not. that's my wife you is know, like that too. Not, so she's just like. It's a, it's, it's, it's a secret. It's a fun it's secret. Fun. Mm. And, you know, and 
and I look, I, I like, I do look, I enjoy watching them, and it's fun to watch like three in a night, you know. I mean, and and so I've seen almost every show. I've seen, I think I've seen ninety five percent of the dramas that are going to be on, and I've seen a, you know a few of the comedies and stuff. I mean, I usually prioritize the dramas that mm-hmm. are on, and I also have all the stuff that didn't get on. Yeah, and um, you know, you go through. I mean, it, it's you go through. To, it is. <laughs> I mean, like I find that the Kubler Ross, like that is the character arc of Hollywood, is the stages of grief. Like, I mean, it's and of my pilots, frankly, which is I think why they don't get on the air. But um, it's a classic five act structure. It's a classic five act structure, really is. You know, I mean, and, and if you throw in an, if it's a, yeah for the pilots, six act for network, you have to add one more denial. But uh, well, you get the death scene. You get the death scene. Yeah, the but I I watch them all. I mean, I've seen every. I mean, I and I, I'm and I'm like a loaded gun. Like I literally mm-hmm. came here today and went, all right, stupid, because I I know myself. I went, you were not allowed to opine. <laughs> publicly about the pilots you've seen. Like, yeah. don't do that, especially because you don't have one on the air. It's all just bitterness. Like, there's no, <laughs> like, for me to say, yeah, it's a, you know, you you know, to say to the listeners, well, it's going to be a rough year for you watchers <laughs> this year. Take it from Friedman. <laughs> I will. That wouldn't be something I would want to say. I will say this, and this is not an attempt <laughs> to open the floodgates. Do you know, but, oh, no, I really want it. But, <laughs> have you seen... No, uh, no right, but... It's like that. I will I, I've, say seen, I've, I've seen Alexis. It's really good. Oh. I know. I, I, I can take zero credit for it, honestly. No, I know, but, it's, but it's really good. New. I said this to Joanna the other day. I, mean, I, I really liked it. Oh. I, mean, I thought Anna H was fantastic in yes. it. And it must I mean, be nice to jump into something that you don't feel like it. Oh no, I'm very excited, like, yeah. and it's a great team, and great. it's real. I mean, it's a real show, and it's just. I mean, I I I feel I'm you know weirdly protective of it because it's a it's not a traditional right. thing, and you want it to succeed, you know, and not not get slapped upside the head. I'm sure I can head. mess it right. The fuck oh no, <laughs> get him. That's the confidence we like to hear. No, but I mean, it's it's you know, I like when I see ones that I like. I mean, mm-hmm. it makes you happy. Like, oh, good, Absolutely. that should be that is a television show that should be on the air. Did yeah. you prioritize? Did you see the shows that were picked up? All first, first, yeah. Or, I mean, the ones that knocked me out they, first. Did, did you hold off on those? Like, did you warm up with a couple? I warmed up with a few. <laughs> ABC were not, shows. I warmed up with a few ABC shows. <laughs> I did actually a few ABC and a few NBC. Appetizer. I think actually appetizer. I actually just think I didn't. I'm trying to think if I got the Fox. There was only two, by the way. There's only Fox only picked right. up two dramas. Yeah. You know, the serial killer and Mob Doctor. Right. And serial uh, killer. <laughs> serial killer was sort of a done deal. Kevin anyway. Bacon was going to happen. We all knew it was going to happen regardless. And yeah. and um and then and then Mob Doctor. Yeah. Um, Get him off the topic fast. Uh, <laughs> Here's what I was going to say. By the way, I, I think I was fifth in a two horse race. Like I don't blame anyone. You know, like I, I just you know I have, I don't think I was close yeah. to be frank. That's I, I don't know if I believe that, but I mean I I believe uh, you believe that. Was but. it always two slots? We didn't know. No yeah. one knew. I mean, no we one didn't know. know. I mean I mean it's Fox though. I mean it's you know. You know, it, it wasn't like going to be. Go it wasn't going to be six, but there right. was a point where things started falling out. Where they were like, "Oh, it might be four. I mean, there was mm-hmm. a, there was definitely a point where people thought there was going to be more than yeah. two, and and they they ordered two spy shows. You know, ostensibly spy shows, two and female lead spy shows, yeah. both from the same studio. And also. you felt like one of them. Would, I, like we kept hearing one of them. That's what I, I thought it was going to be mine yeah. or or Karen's, and then I th- I actually yeah. thought. Um, the Michael Green show was going to get on. I like that show. I, yeah. He's a really good writer, and, oh, and I, I thought that show would get on the air. Yeah. So. Um, but what? Yeah. What I was going to bring up, and uh, you know, again, this is not to get into specifics, but when I said that it felt like a lot of the shows, the pilots this year were personal or cared for, um, those tended to not be the ones that got picked up. You know, it felt like the ones that were were sort of these kind of cynical uh, or generic high concept shows. star. 
Yeah, a lot mm. of that. Um, you know, you can, you can't. It's something you can't hedge against. I think that the challenge is that a lot of great pilots aren't great series, mm-hmm. but they're yeah. great pilots. I yeah. mean, and I and they're and then a lot of great you know a lot of great series are just like yeah that's a show you know I mean like you go back and watch the house pilot you're like yeah there's a show about a guy a cranky doctor guy but you're not going to walk away from that pilot going the house pilot's the greatest pilot I've ever seen. The house pilot is ultimately one of the greatest pilots ever <laughs> made because houses because. It, right. It's mm-hmm. it's an episode of House. In retrospect, you know, it's it an episode yeah. of House, and a mm-hmm. lot of those shows you look at and you're like the, and but those aren't those aren't sexy. You know, I mean, there's a lot of kind of like sexy high concept things that you look at, and they're basically like bad first acts of features or good first acts of features. Mm-hmm. But they're, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, I still I blame Lost for. Yeah, all of this shit, and I love Lost, and I would say that <laughs> on, today, yeah. on no, the I don't I, in the, on the genre side, which is yeah. like people are still chasing that, you know, yeah. like White Rabbit of Lost and yeah. trying to, and it and it's responsible for a lot of high concept. I, I there's a lot of shows that I watched this year where I looked at them and I went, well, that's a fine pilot. I don't know what that what is that show five like five episodes. Mm-hmm. I forget five years from now. Yeah, I appreciate like, that you're setting up a mythology, but but that's not a show. You know, right? Like, that's Absolutely. Not a show. I, I I found I I went the full masochistic route which was i looked at my competition yeah. first um and and the, i gotta say those were some strong pilots yes yes but <laughs> I, I think those are some some of the strongest pilots i've ever seen um i think though that what surprised me it felt like my reaction often was how come the people who give me notes aren't the people who gave hmm. them notes and that's not a uh i don't mean that in a mean way but I was surprised at the difference between current and development yeah. in their sensibilities. That, yeah. And even some of the current people that we dealt with, I was surprised ultimately how little they had to do with picking the pilots. And that, you know, and then you're a current executive and you're like, you know, I could have told them that this wasn't going to make it to five episodes because I'm dealing with this. They're the ones who are getting scripts from me at three in the morning, not the development <laughs> people. And that seems surprising. Like the lost mentality, I think, is still so prevalent. And it's surprising. That's what was surprising to me, where I was like, really? They're, aren't they, don't they have to ask the same questions of this pilot that sure. we're getting in episode 18? Like, But you it know. feels, sorry. <laughs> the answer is no. Or the answer is they don't care. They'll I mean, figure it out later. You know, I mean, I, I think that, you know, I, I as both the last two years I provide with my pilot, you know, it used to be a one pager with like four like story ideas for episodes, you know, like that was 10 years ago, whatever it is. I now hand in 12 to 15 page single spaced Mm -hmm. documents that are characters, 20 story ideas, Mm -hmm. you know, every character arc for the first season ideas for first fight. Like it's a thing, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a thing now. Mm -hmm. And what amazed me, and this happened to me this year was you hand in the thing. You're, I'm very aware of what maybe some of the potential pitfalls of the series are, so I, you know, address things that I, I try to anticipate what their concerns will be when they're sitting in the room picking the pope, and 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 then they give you you give the document, and then you get back feedback. Oh, they love the document. Oh, they love the document. <laughs> I'm like, oh, good. They love the document. They loved the document last year too, before they didn't pick to show up. I remember they really loved the document, and so this year, oh, they love the document. And then when I like after the show, the pilot doesn't get picked up. Stuff starts filtering back. Well, certain people had questions about blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, I answered those questions in the document. And they say, oh, yeah, they love the document. <laughs> <laughs> like, but did they re- but like, it's like they don't actually believe you. Like they only believe what they mm-hmm. see for 43 minutes hmm. and nothing else matters. You know? mm-hmm. And then, they only, then they're going to create whatever reality they want around that. Hmm. Did, uh, did the asset go through testing? 
How, how does that work? I don't know anything about that, since we've also only written pilots that haven't been shot. Again, I don't know how it tested at the network. I know mm-hmm. how it tested the studio. It tested higher than any pilot I've ever made. That's awesome. Um, I, was, I didn't know the dials went above, <laughs> like, 50. Like, I was like, oh, they can go into the sixes, and they stay there. Like, it's not just when the pop songs come on. And um, so, I, I mean, you know... My pilot tested really well, not, and I, at the end of it, I was like, "That was a real, that was a really good test for me." And like, literally, the test woman, like in the parking structure afterwards, who I didn't know, she's like, "No, not just for you. That's an actually is a real test. I know you've had some bad experiences with tests here in this building. That was for anybody. That was a good test. So I was very, um, you know, I, I was very encouraged because like, unlock, lock and key didn't test very well. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, I don't think that my pilots test very well because they're." Um, they're dense and they have a lot of mythology and 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 that stuff doesn't play really well you know like with a group when they're asked were you ever confused <laughs> you know because <laughs> that's what you know they're asked i mean were you ever confused? do you like these characters i, I don't know i mean i, I felt very good because i looked at like i saw how the characters tested and i mean the lead of my show was a woman who had sex for the government i mean she was bas- you know she's a spy who had sex she was a honey trap that word is never used, but that's what she yeah. was. And I had a lot of concern mm-hmm. slash interest. Like, how are people going to respond to her? Like, are mm-hmm. they, you know, what are they going to understand the context in which she does this? And I watched and I in testing, you know, they split them. It's like 48 people. Then it split it 24, 24 men and women. And so and they split them in different rooms afterwards to discuss. And I always I like to listen to the women because the men are morons. And, <laughs> and I and in this specifically, I really wanted to listen to the women. and I want to know how are they responding mm-hmm. to this character? Because, you know, I, I know the men aren't going to be judgy. I don't know how the women are going to see this woman. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. They had no problem. They're like, oh, yeah, she's great. She's really good at this. She's really smart. Like mm-hmm. there was there was some discussion, but no one like it, it wasn't a bump for anybody. And it wasn't we- like um, uh I'm sure uh, Breakfast at Tiffany where they didn't know that so many w- people don't know that Audrey Hepburn like does that for I, I, I think you know I think by the time she fucks the second guy you know for information for information you know and then kills him right. that people have some idea you know, like she had a think, dossier that said fuck the guy the right. Russian the way, yeah, trust me there were there were lines that were shoved in there was an ADR that's like but you have sex with men as part of your job. <laughs> well, there, I imagine, I think we talked about this when last you were on. Um, there was a lot of talk at the network and the studio about how to handle her job, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's amazing that the audience the, didn't, didn't seem to the, mind. You know, the audience didn't seem to mind. Again, I can't say why they did or didn't pick up the show. But I mean, sure. some of the stuff that came back to me after they didn't pick up the show was people said, well, there was just some concern she was going to be having sex every week. And I said, I gave you 10 stories where she didn't have sex. And they said, oh, we would love the document. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know how to, like, if, if, if that's a problem for you today, we, I've been making the same show for six months. I mean, that's one of the advantages of working with me is I'm not going to change it for you. Mm-hmm. So, like, whatever I sold you is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And it was... You know, that was never an issue until it was an issue. And a lot of that is people that are in the testing process and in the deciding which pilot we're going to get. They pick up, they bring in people from every other department. So there may be people that have been, so to get a fresh, fresh eyes, as they say. So they're getting, doing the fresh eyes. Some of those fresh eyes have the concern and they haven't read the document. And yet no one wants to reassure them that the document is 
True. But don't you think, I think this is a real common thing, which is that the thing, and it, and it happens for stuff you sell that doesn't get made and stuff that you make too, which is that the thing that you sell is, is by the time you make it or write it is not what they want. So mm-hmm. I've had many premises spat back to me as like, well, she's like, you know, she's like old and she doesn't go out of her house. And it's like, yes, yeah, she's a reclusive blogger. You know what I mean? That wasn't my show, but it was a show I was helping on. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's what you bought. And now it's bugging you. It's mm-hmm. like those same things that were really exciting initially. Like, they're the, I don't know if it's that the needs change or it's like they wake up out of their comas and go, mm-hmm. you know. I think they wake is... up out of the coma. I think their anxiety comes in. I think yeah, all, of a sudden, yeah. all of a sudden they have to defend it in front of a lot more people. And if you didn't deliver something undeniable or in terms of they didn't feel it as it being undeniable, they can't stand up there. And like it's a there's a peer thing. I think that Kevin Riley's just a guy who, unless he thinks this is the best thing possible, in the face of the marketing department going, I don't know, Kevin, is she going to have sex every week? Like unless he loves it to death, you know, these voices start to get under everybody's skin, and they, and then and so it becomes this group dynamic where things. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, I don't know, maybe I don't. It's my fault because Kevin was involved with my AIDS pilot, <laughs> so I have actually destroyed him. You turned him off. I, well, Every he's pilot just probably he's so traumatized with. by it because it was a traumatizing experience that I'm. Um, Wait, I wouldn't. Let's, let's be, get into this. No, what? no, you, it's, it's fine. All right. <laughs> I, I, I do think it's that, I, but I think that I think that between marketing and then foreign sales and then people with it, it, well-meaning people even that are just looking at their own mm-hmm. jobs to say, I need to go sell this. I'm going to be in a room with Italian and French and Danish people, and I need and mm-hmm. I'm afraid of saying that sentence, whatever it is, that she has sex every week, or and then and then it's just it's a new problem that the people you've been that have been on the show just hadn't totally considered. And then mm-hmm. and then they wake up. Then it's not like they're waking up for the comb. But then I think they're like, "Oh shit! I can't defend it as easily as I had yeah. hoped to." That's a problem. Then they can't defend it. And then, you know, yeah. And I, I, I mean, I accept. And I've said this to them every year. They don't pick up my pilot. To Kevin, I said, you know, I don't begrudge anyone their business decisions. Like that's your decision. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I that's your job. I mean, I, I they the it wasn't Kevin. I was talking to it was another executive at Fox called me to give me condolences for the second year in a row and they're embarrassed like they i mean they're they feel bad to call me because they know that they're doing this to me again you know and it's like and and they're like oh yes we hit you on the other cheek sorry (laughs) and and i said look like i said to you last year my job is to make the best pilot i can yours is to make the best decisions with your pilots i said clearly last year i was right and you were wrong all those shows (laughs) that you put on the air instead of mine are off the air now I said, so I guess we'll see. Like, <laughs> now, you know, I mean, nice let him off the hook. Oh, I, don't, I mean, I don't. I mean, I, I think I said to Kevin Riley. I think I said, he said, I mean, and you know, it's bad when literally they all call you and they say, look, we understand if you want to take a year, take a break from selling to us next year. And I, I said to Kevin, I said, look, uh, my life plan is to get a show on another network next year and absolutely crush you. I said, that is what I'm going to try to do. I said, someday I'm going to either make you a lot of money or I'm going to cost you a lot of money. And I don't care which one it is. <laughs> you know? Wait, is this Josh 2.0? This is just Josh. Good question. <laughs> I, I say it with a smile. I don't know I what to know, do. I you know, I understand. I hear you. Believe I, me. Like, I believe you, know, you. It's business. I know. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's start to wrap up here. And we know, Alexa, where you'll be this year. 
Um, but tell us about, you know, you now now you have a staff. We do. Uh, have you started production yet? Because it's no, mid-season. no, it's mid-season. We don't actually start till early August. So, okay. Um, so are you? And and it's a twelve-episode order. Is mm-hmm, that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell us what happens from here for the next couple months. Um, well, um, the pilot was written by a writer named John Scott Shepard, who originally developed it for Showtime um, with really? um, uh, Vivian Cannon at Neil Moritz's company, and. Um, so uh, originally the draft was, which is the one that's kind of out there, is a, is a little bit of a different take. And he went through a process as Anne became involved. It was a little bit more of a uh, the husband's story. And I think it's shifted in its um, where it is now. Um, and so, so he and I, I think, are going to spend a lot of time together, and with Scott Winant, the director, really hashing out how to how that transition can can happen and work and where where things are going to go because i want to kind of get into the room with a plan and not Mm -hmm. just um sort of languish because we don't have a lot of time actually and the new thing for the networks is you know five to six scripts done and eight or eight to ten outlines prior to production yeah i've been hearing this from a lot of people so that's you know (laughs) and you know so you do i want to be able to like move quickly so Mm -hmm. so right now it's sort of unofficial uh Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. The small too. group kind of doing the yeah, planning I think so. before yeah. you bring everyone in. Right. All right. So that's great. Good. Yeah, yeah. That's exciting. Uh, and it is, uh, you know, as Josh said, it's, it's a good show. So, you know, we, yeah. we do wish it's you luck. It's an exciting adventure. You know, no harm, no foul, no matter what kind of. Good. Good. And Andrew, <laughs> what happens to you this season? Doing a lot of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm staring at a at a blank whiteboard in my office right now and reading comic books <laughs> i don't know looking for something to i hadn't been giving development this year much serious thought <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> now i'm racing in there so. mm-hmm. uh, and tell tell our listeners when you know kind of the buying season starts and how that process begins i'm telling myself that it doesn't really start till september but i think uh <laughs> i think in the next I, I know someone that went out with a pitch yesterday really um and I think in the next, certainly in the next two months, you know, people will start selling and buying, and and then it it, it comedies seem to go first. I, now I can't remember, but I don't know comedies go second. I can't but um, uh, it, you know, I I sold uh, Secret Circle late in the season last year. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm clinging to, like <laughs> September. <laughs> But well, drama, dramas later, I think. So. Right? Yeah. yeah. And there are always are. I mean, this year there were a lot of late uh, sales and then even a lot of late kind of pilot pickups. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good. So you'll be out selling. Yep. Do you have anything you're excited about yet? You don't have to tell us what it is. but Yeah, there. Yeah, I've got a couple of things that I'm hoping someone drops a million dollar idea on me, but I've got a couple of <laughs> things that I like a lot. Syphilis. Syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alexa. Don't give them all away, all Alexa. Right, what right. haven't you gotten to a cover syphilis yet? theme park. <laughs> you know that comedy at the abortion clinic, right? Oh, believe me, I've pitched it. Uh, also, the Hitler auditions for the um, you know Holocaust being a myth show. That's my other one. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. No, I was bet once by a friend. I was in a bitter place, and he said, um, "I'll give you fifty bucks if you go into a network and say I've got." a comedy that's about the myth of the Holocaust and <laughs> and just to see what they would say. And so I did it. And of course, they quickly realized it was a joke and we all had a good laugh. And then about 
two days later I was at a wedding and I sat down with some comedy writers I really admire and they said what are you up to and I said oh I went in and pitched this myth of the holocaust show and they were like oh we've been there we pitched that like you're really bitter huh so. amazing um, and I'm sorry Andrew I don't know this are you under a deal somewhere no, I had a deal with Warner Brothers that's now over. and <laughs> <Mazel tov>. <laughs> <laughs> So you're kind of just going out and trying to sell the next thing. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Uh, it's exciting, though. It's a fun time. Yes. yes <laughs> Listen, it's... I'm justifying my own excitement. <laughs> uh, Josh, tell us where you are this season. What's, what's on the docket? I don't um, – I mean, I have a deal at 20th uh, for, for another – at least another year. Um, you know, the funny thing is this. I was going to write a movie. Um, I was really excited about this movie. I literally was negotiating it last night. And as I was driving over here, the producers called me to say that some kid just sold a spec to DreamWorks today with the exact same idea. Oh and so uh, the negotiations have stopped. So I will not be writing them. Wow. And literally this was, I mean, I, I, was, I was sitting out in the parking lot um, oh, I'm laughing sorry. my head off. <laughs> I just literally laughing my head off. And I was just like... Oh well, and <laughs> oh, I like, and I, I literally, I've, I, I think I've, I think my agent has called me four times since I've been sitting here because he, he didn't know I came in here without talking to him. Oh, I'm just no. like, ah, fuck, I'll just go do this <laughs> thing. And let them deal with it. I don't. What am I going to tell him? Um, so I'm not doing that. And um, you know, I'm just. I mean, I'm developing the usually 20th would put me on a show, yeah. But because they had such a horrible year, they only have the only three shows that they have are. Uh, touch bones and glee which mm. to me sounds like this weird porno um, <laughs> it's like that's the whole life cycle of, of my sex life um, not necessarily in that order <laughs> just usually touch um, I just, then, yeah, do they have yeah, that show self-loathing they don't have it and self-loathing um, and touch loathing and then Ben and Kate oh that's, that's really bad uh, so normally they would put me on a show, yeah. but they, they are not putting me on any of those shows. Uh, so at least they haven't so far. And I just so I just keep coming to work and pitching them ideas to so that they th- they think I'm busy. And um, when did you start pitching them ideas? Was it as soon as you didn't get picked up? It was the within forty eight hours of not. Was it really? Wow. I mean, not necessarily good ideas, but I mean, I literally wasn't kidding. Right. Like I came into work the next day, I wrote Act One up on my whiteboard, mm. and. Uh, that's all it says. I'm going to work for a month now. It just says Act One, I, and I just. But I was like, no, this is the pro- the pro- that's done. Let's right. go. Mm-hmm. Let's go. What is it? I mean, like yeah. that's over. That's, that's like, awesome. and let's keep going. Yeah. So you know, we've been trying to think of things, and and I think well, I do think now that their theory is because I'm not on a show that I should write two pilots because <laughs> that's easy. Uh, you know, twice the fun, twice the twice fun, the heartache, twice the heartache. Um, <laughs> So that's what I, I mean. So I'm I'm thinking of pilot ideas. I mean I'm I I try to supervise another like project mm-hmm. every. I mean I did last year and oh, that's cool. I'm gonna try to do another one this year. You know I'm just trying to <clears throat> do the do the thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, good luck. I'll All be pitching in July. <laughs> Will you? I might be. I mean that, that's but that's what they think. Yeah. No. I mean I've heard the words July. Yeah. And I like. Okay, yeah, that is right around the corner. I, I like, well, you know, yeah. I only do X amount of work. You only do X amount of work for the for the idea anyway. It could be three weeks. Well, you know what? I'm that. I'm curious about that. You know, how much do you guys put into that? Um, I guess it's not even the initial pitch to the network, but like the pitch to go to the network. I mean, like speaking to Warner Brothers last year, I, I did more work on the getting the pitch ready for network mm-hmm. than 
I think I spent on the whole season. Like it, it took it was draft after draft, like literal drafts right. of a pitch. That I think Warner's has also. I mean, I think Peter Roth has the best job. I mean, arguably the best job of selling, and certainly his track record over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, as and a lot of that is they are fascists over there for preparation. I mean, mm-hmm. you never when I was over there for Sarah Connor, you never went to a meeting with the network where you hadn't pitched it to to Peter usually mm-hmm. and got notes on it and it was they were real and mm-hmm. he went back and did it again I mean so yeah I mean it's uh, certainly at Warner's it was like that I mean I, I do, you know you do a ton, you do as much work as you need to as you need to do mm-hmm. I mean I think it depends on the thing I mean it's sure. I mean the one that I'm that I started working on yesterday or today is like a big it's going to take me a while mm-hmm. like it's just mm-hmm. like it's going to you know it's going to take me a while you like it though I liked it yesterday <laughs> Today, I, no. Today, I almost quit it at, 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 10, at about ten o'clock. You started early. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's I did. impressive. I did start. I did, and I was to talking. Quit I was, at ten is. I was amazing. talking to the twentieth executive yesterday, and she was looking at me. We were having like coffee, and she, I just had this like look on my face. She went, "Hey, remember on Friday when you were so happy about the idea? What's with the?" I'm like, "Yeah, but that's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm writing. Like, what the fuck? You want me to be happy?" It's fair. Uh, thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, I, I really do. I wish you. I wish all of us luck. Uh, <laughs> you too. Um, but uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I look forward to new stuff. I really do. Uh, so it should be an interesting year. We'll have to meet again at the end of it. Let's and see do how it. Things mm-hmm. went. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank Thanks. You. Now leaving nerdist.com.